I definitely have my eye on the Southeast, also some parts of Texas. You know, the market is growing. People are migrating to the Southeast region. There's opportunities and jobs and there's stable growth. The market returns have proven to be, you know, where you can get the best return on your investment. And they have very landlord-friendly laws. But definitely not looking to purchase anything in California. Your network is your net worth. Come listen to some of the most successful people I know. Share invaluable knowledge, stories, and advice in real estate, business, and beyond. This is Weiss Advice. Whether you want to take your business or personal life to the next level, look no further. Welcome back to Weiss Advice. I'm your host, Yona Weiss. With me today is the lovely Miana Epps. Yana, how you doing? Hey, Yana. How are you? I'm well. I'm doing great. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks so much for joining me today. This is, this is going to be a fun episode. I, I just have a feeling we're going to talk about everything, you know, except the kitchen sink. No, for, for <laughs> real. You know, just to give a little background, you know, Yana, you're, you work full time, right? You're uh, working in um, at AT&T, right? You, you've been yes. with them for many years already, right? I'll have to hear a little yes, bit about, about that. And, and, you know, recently you got involved in, in real estate investing and that's kind of been your driving point for the last few years. And that's kind of taken a, a new direction in your life. So love you. Give me a, a little short version of, uh, you know, who, who is the mysterious Yana Epps? <laughs> Thank you, Yana. And thanks again for having me. This is awesome. So like you said, I am employed by at and I've actually been there 16 years and four days <laughs> and having a stable uh, career as my primary source of income has been something that I felt was necessary, especially living here in the Bay Area. Cost of living is really high. Um, You know, if I had a little bit more freedom with that, I probably could have stepped out earlier and tried to become an entrepreneur. But unfortunately, you know, there's a lot of bills to pay. So I had to keep a a stable and steady income. But um, I'm really happy there. So that doesn't hurt because if you actually like what you do, even if you're working for someone else, then what's the harm? That's the way I see it. You know, honestly, I could retire from AT&T. I could work there another 15 years in this capacity and I could be totally satisfied with that. But ultimately, I want to have passive income too. And if I ever reach the, the day that my passive income surpasses my active income, then I might consider early retirement. And that's what I'm working towards. So I think it's about kind of having your cake and eating it too. Um, I'm not ready to burn the boat, but I'm definitely looking to create alternate streams of income. Yeah. And that, that's great. But what, what I love about what you do is, I mean, you work, you're working from home, right? So essentially you're kind of making your own, uh, your own hours and making, you know, doing the work that, you know, at the time and convenience that you like to. Yeah. So I've been at home, I've been working remotely, which is, you know, what a lot of people are experiencing now, but I've been doing this for about 10 years now. And it's been something that I've grown accustomed to. It honestly gave me the flexibility to raise my daughter, take her to baseball practice or whatever activity she was involved in. So it allowed me the freedom and flexibility to be a very hands-on parent. And I appreciate that. And you know, now that we're shelter in place during this pandemic, there's really nothing different about my life on a daily basis, except for the fact that my whole family's home with me, taking up all the Wi-Fi. <laughs> 
That's awesome. But, what what could you give uh, you know a couple couple tips and tricks and kind of hacks, if you will, for for all those people listening out there who have just started working remotely for the first time ever? Um, yeah, definitely. You know, it's really important to have an outside life. Even though I was working from home, I always found a way to do networking. I would go to networking events, you know, kind of have uh, some things on my calendar, on my schedule to look forward to, even if it was like a vacation, just kind of escaping these four walls because it does feel like solitary confinement sometimes and you right. need face-to-face human interaction. Right. So I would say, you know, get out of the house occasionally. My husband was always kind of wondering why I want to go out on the weekends. And he's he's tired from working all week, so he wants to stay home. But I'm tired from being in the house all weekend, so I want to go out. So there was always like a, a difference of opinion when it came to like where we spend our time on Friday and Saturday. But um, open a window. Um, definitely keep yourself connected to the outside world. If it's just like looking at the outside scenery, get outside, do a workout or two, you know, don't just stay stagnant in one place. Even though you're in the house, you have to kind of move around. So Mm -hmm. make it a point to exercise and eat even healthier because you don't have the excuse of convenience eating. So for me, I try to watch what I bring in my house when I start at the grocery store. So I have a healthy diet. I don't have to eat on the run, Mm -hmm. but those are just a few tips. No, that's, that's great. No, I think the healthy diet and the exercise are, are integral because you see people that they just started working at home and all of a sudden they put in all this weight and they're, you know, not feeling healthy enough. Maybe they yeah. can't go to the gym because, you know, they, they regularly went to the gym and they had a gym in their office and now they can't do that and kind of gave up on that. But I think what you're saying is, is sorry, you have to know ahead of time, right? You got to think, be proactive when you go to the grocery store, right? Or you're doing your online order, whatever you're exactly. doing, right? You got to pick those things that you know you're not going to stumble into that, you know, the bad habits. So that's great. Um, let me, let me ask you, you're, cause you're, I know you do, you've done with Bobby, right? You got the Bobby and Yana show going on with the, <laughs> the higher profits. He did that a couple of times. I actually did one show with Bobby, Bobby and Yona show. I think he liked the sound of Bobby and Yana better than Bonnie and Yona. <laughs> so it must've been, must've been that. Sorry, I'm your competition. Our names are similar. <laughs> you are my replacement. That's uh, a much better replacement, uh, that's for sure. But what, no, yeah. um, what, what um, you know, and you guys have done like meetups and like real estate meetups and stuff like that t- together, right? Also? Yeah, so I'll, I'll start with uh, how I kind of jumped into real estate. Uh, yeah. Having the freedom and flexibility and what I considered at the time to be spare time, which I don't really know what that means. Um, Spare time to get a license and kind of generate additional income. I got my license back in 2008 and I wanted to do retail sales on the side of working for AT&T. I did that for a while, but obviously that was just a really tough time to get started in real estate. And it just turned out to be more work than it was worth at the time. Maybe I should have stuck with it, but I had a pretty decent income and it really wasn't about the money. It was all about the passion for me at the time. And I like, I've been interested in real estate all my life. Like I remember like getting off of my bicycle as a kid to go inside of an open house, just because I was so curious about houses and like what it looks like on the inside and what the floor plan is. But I really knew that I would be involved in real estate somehow, some way. And it started with like getting into the lending business. So I started as a lender in 2000 and then I got my license in 2008 and uh, my parents were fixing and flipping houses and I was involved with that. So I got a chance to see, you know, some of the income potential pretty early on. And also my um, 
grandparents were real estate investors. So I handled some transactions for them and really aspired to be an apartment owner just like them. So some of the earlier strategies that I did, like uh, a couple of years ago, I started a wholesale business just to try to build up more capital to buy apartments. Mm-hmm. And um, that's always been my focus. Um, you know, in the state of California, there's really strict landlord laws. And I've had an interest in investing out of state. So I traveled around, I met some people, made connections in different markets. And ultimately, my goal is to acquire apartments through either JV partnerships or syndication. So I started teaching myself that business. Sorry, that was a very long answer, but. Yeah, no, it's great. But, but I wanted to get back to the, the meetup because I think that's something that really, you know, intrigues me because you, you mentioned like having the networking events and going out and kind of as part of your, your lifestyle of having to work at home and then going out networking. And I think this real estate networking is such an awesome tool because you meet other people like yourself who are interested in real estate and, you know, usually what I've found is people that are interested in real estate are people because they're thinking about how do I make, you know, more passive income? How can I create other streams of income? And these are people who are kind of growth oriented people. They're not people that are just like working and that's all they want to do or just party and that's all they want to do. People that really, they take time on their weekends or what have you to educate themselves. So that's pretty cool. How did that get started? Yeah, actually, those are really the people that I like to surround myself with. I think it all got started when I started my wholesale business. I started attending a lot of real estate investment meetups. So here in the Bay Area, I would try to get to everything from San Jose to Sacramento. And I just subscribed to every group that I could possibly find. I went to conferences all over the U.S. and just continued to build my network. In fact, I started at one of Bobby's meetups. I think he might have been one of the first meetups that I attended And from day one, we just really had an instant connection. You know, I always looked up to Bobby. He's so knowledgeable and he's such a nice person, so genuine and kind. And we started just having more conversations about our goals. And we realized that we had some things in common and our goals were kind of aligned. So last year, I think I started my meetup, which was called Like Minds. And around that same time, Bobby and I started to have uh, conversations around partnerships, like how can we kind of synchronize and work together? And, you know, he has a certain skill set, I have a certain skill set, and we just kind of wanted to mesh those and partner up. So it's been working really well. We've been growing our network and um, growing a presence online and in person. Well, not so much in person nowadays, but we'll be back to that pretty soon. Are you guys doing anything virtual? Because I know in April you had, you had planned a big um, you know in person meetup, and obviously yeah. because of the you know because of what what happened in the whole lockdown and everything that didn't happen. Have you guys tried to transition that into something virtual? Yeah, everything that we do is virtual right now. So we have our regular meetups where we have guest speakers and we talk about different topics and subjects, and we have our Saturday syndication, which takes place every two weeks where we kind of focus on multifamily syndication. And we also have a few other things that we're doing on a regular basis. Like we're highlighting deals on our deal of the week platform. Uh, We have a website, Better Capital US, which is really focused on asset tracking and training and transactions as well. So we're working on a lot of different things, but ultimately we're both focused on multifamily. And that's awesome. And I think a lot of you are focused on multifamily because it brings a lot more potential. You know, you have a lot more buying power. You have the, the ability to scale much faster than... I would say other. so, yeah. 
Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, if you could pick any market right now, like that you would want to invest in, what's the main market you're looking at? I mean, I definitely have my eye on the Southeast. So everything from yeah, like the Carolina. <laughs> yeah, right. Who doesn't? Um, for all the obvious reasons, you know, the market is growing. People are migrating to the Southeast region. There's opportunities and jobs and there's stable growth. The market returns have proven to be, you know, where you can get the best return on your investment. Yeah. And they have very landlord friendly laws. So for all those reasons, I'm focused on the Southeast region, also some parts of Texas and pretty much those two areas Yeah. for okay. now. There might be other markets, but definitely not looking to purchase anything in California. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I don't know anyone who, who's buying anything in California. Are there people who are still buying properties in California? I mean, yeah, there are. Um, surprise. Well, investors, they do buy properties in California, but I think everybody has a different strategy. Like if, you, if you're not really focused on cash flow and you have right. some other motives, that's right. fine. But yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. There are other areas of, uh, of real estate besides for cash flow, you know, other benefits. So the equity, I, equity is there. The you know, appreciation is definitely happening, even though it's at such a high level right now, but there's still definitely room to grow. I've been saying for about five years now that when my daughter goes to college, I want to get my contractor's license because I've always had a real passion for development and I want to learn that process. So that's something that I want to learn as well, because I feel like there's a ton of opportunity for development, even locally here in California. So I would like to learn that. Yeah, that's cool. I mean, have you gotten your hands like, you like getting your hands dirty? Like actually like- Yeah, actually it started. My my father was not a licensed contractor, but very handy. He could fix a car, he could build a house and just being in his presence from a young age and watching him build a house from the ground up and also, you know, maybe not actively building it with him, but handing him the hammer and watching what he does and kind of just, he even let me draw the floor plan for the house that he was building. So I've always had like an interest in construction. That's so cool. Yeah. 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 There's definitely room for that. And, and that's such a great, it's just a great skill to have life school and skill in general, you know, because it's just being handy, you save exactly. so much money, so much time, uh, you know, exactly. try to call a handyman to fix something that you could, you could do by yourself. That's amazing. Exactly. Well, awesome. What else, what else is going on right now? Let's see. I'm really trying to acquire my first deal. So um, I'm really focused on starting with a small deal. Uh, something that myself and a few other partners can purchase. So what and when do I say find small, that small, yeah. Yeah, I was just gonna say. <laughs> uh, when I say small, um, I mean something in the maybe the two to four million dollar range. Okay. And although my ultimate goal is syndication, I think that I might start with just a couple JV deals. Right. And get those under my belt. And so right now, I'm actively interviewing potential investment partners, trying to build a team and focus on partnering with other operators in other markets just to kind of, you know, source deals and also have boots on the ground when we do find opportunities. Yeah. So my friend, uh, Jerome Myers, I don't know if you know Jerome. He's of course, uh, I was texting him this morning. (laughs) He's big on, he's big on JVs. I know actually just had interviewed yesterday on Adam Adams podcast about, about why he prefers JVs over syndications. I saw that. In fact, 
that's why I was texting him. I was going to ask him a question about that um, because he's been very successful in that. And I definitely see him as a resource. I interviewed him on my show before too. Oh, cool. Yeah. yeah. He's a great guy. Very knowledgeable. So very knowledgeable. definitely, it's definitely, uh, there are benefits. Obviously there's pros and cons to everything you do, but you have to just pick what you like to do, go with it. And, you know, be all in in that. So, so that's awesome. I want to jump yeah. right into the, the final four over here, Mian. We're, we're running out of, running out of time. We get, we can. Oh, I was enjoying day. talking to you. Okay. <laughs> I'll let you have some of your day back. Go ahead. <laughs> no, we can, we, we can keep going after we hit the end button on the record, but <laughs> I like <laughs> to probably. try to keep these for our listeners under a half an hour. So no, I got you. First question I have for you, what's the worst job you ever had? So the worst job that I ever had was working for my mother. At first, I couldn't think of anything, but it came to me. Um, <laughs> so my mom was an entrepreneur and she had a store in Berkeley, California, and it was really an adult novelty store. And at the time I was in high school, so I had to grow up a little quick just being around all that stuff. But that wasn't the hard part. The hard part was working for my mom, who was totally bossy. Just, it did not work out. She ended up firing me. She told, she tells the story all the time. I don't really remember, but she said on my way out, I like snatched some merchandise off the rack and <laughs> walked out on her. But that's the only time in my life I've ever been fired. So, oh, well, and by your mom, you know, that, that hurts. I know. Right. <laughs> like good riddance. <laughs> all right. So what's, what's a book that you've read or listened to that has given you a paradigm shift? Um, I have to say Never Split the Difference by Chris Voss, because really what that means to me and what it showed me and how it opened my eyes is that everything in life is negotiable. Yeah. Um, and if you have negotiating skills, it can get you pretty far. So yeah. having a background in sales and marketing, I've already you know had some negotiating skills, but reading that book from an FBI investigator's perspective is something that just kind of, it was eye-opening. So Totally. It totally was totally eye-opening to me as well. Especially he talks about just simple things like in, in simple relationships, like just how, yeah. you, how you present, you know, conversations, conversation. everything. Yeah, exactly. It's, yeah. it can really change the flow of that, that relationship, that dynamic. And, you know, I, I love that book. I highly recommend Powerful it. Powerful skill. We'll put that yeah. in, uh, we'll put that in the show notes. Anyone wants to check that out. Never split the difference. Question number three, what is a skill or talent you would like to learn? I'd like to learn to play the guitar. Um, it's something that, you know, I've been wanting to do for a long time. I am such a huge fan of music. And if I had a musical skill, uh, I would just love that. Um, I don't have much spare time, but one of these days, like maybe when I retire on passive income, I'll go take some guitar lessons. <laughs> Yeah, that's awesome. Guitar is fun. It's it's really good. Music's fun. Do you play? I play a little bit. I taught myself. I broke my leg. I was very competitive in, in sports in high school. I broke my leg in a game in ninth grade, and I was literally like a really bad break. So I was bedridden for like three weeks, and then I was in a cast for like six months. It was a really bad break. So 
I, I literally, I played sports. Like that's what I did with my, with my free time. And I had, I couldn't do that. So I just, I picked up a guitar. One of my brothers had a guitar and I was just like, I'll just teach myself. And I ended up teaching myself guitar. So wow, yeah, that was fun. I mean, I had some books and stuff. At that time, there weren't like the online uh, courses. Or whatever, oh yeah. You but, can learn anything on YouTube nowadays. Right. So I probably won't even have to pay for lessons when the day yeah, comes. But, you definitely yeah. don't. Yeah. You can definitely learn anything nowadays, but then I had a couple of books and I just taught myself. So definitely fun, fun instruments. Yeah, beautiful. I, I, nowadays, I don't, I don't get to play that often anymore, but, but I try every once in a while. Question number four, what does success mean to you? Success to me means being happy with where you are. And um, I think I've definitely accomplished that because even though I have goals and I still have future things that I want to accomplish, at every stage of my life, I've been completely happy, you know, just, I feel successful day in and day out because I love what I do. Um, I love where I am. And, you know, I tell my age openly because I feel like I'm a 40 year old woman and I've done everything I've set out to do in life by every, you know, we have these milestones that we kind of set up for ourselves by this age. I want to do this by this age. I want to do that. And I've been able to hit all those marks. So I consider that to be success. I'm, I'm really proud of myself and really happy with what I've accomplished. So just happiness in general. That's awesome. Yeah, that's beautiful. Uh, and I wish you much continued happiness and success until, uh, you know, don't have to stop at 40, stop to 140. Oh, thanks, Yana. <laughs> <laughs> uh, where, where can our listeners find you or reach out to you if they want to? Sure. So I am on Instagram at The Real Property Princess. I'm on Facebook as Yana Epps. I'm on LinkedIn as Miana Epps. I'm on our, you can join our meetup group if you're interested in learning more about real estate. And that's uh, at meetup.com. You can look for Bay Area Real Estate Moguls. Mm-hmm. And you can also join our Facebook group, which is called Real Estate and Investment Strategies. We'll put it in the show notes. and. We'll make sure everyone who wants to reach out to you, they'll be able to. Thank you so much. This has been a pleasure. And like you said, it's, it's too short of a time, but it's always, always nice catching up with you. And I appreciate you. You too, Yana. I appreciate this. Yeah, thank you. And, and to our listeners, thank you again for joining us. I hope you enjoyed the episode. And remember, the best advice comes only when you ask. Real quick, I have one question for you. Did you like this episode? If you did, I want to ask you a huge favor. See, the biggest thing that helps this podcast grow and that will spread this message to the whole world is that if you leave a review, a rating, and subscribe to the podcast. What that does is it basically tells the platforms that this podcast is out on is that you like my stuff and I'm doing something right. So take a few seconds out of your day, hit that subscribe button, leave a rating or review. I would be extremely grateful. Also, I want to hear from you guys. So I want to hear some feedback. If you have any questions for future episodes, please find me on LinkedIn. Send me a DM, a connection request, Yona Weiss, and I'd love to hear from you.